this week on Northwest Nerd. If you're looking for two hours of amazing creative energy, laughs, and drinks, be there Friday night at the Drink and Draw. A conversation with the Hero Initiative. This is the organization that Rose City Comic Con's Drink and Draw After Party is supporting, an event that is presented by Dark Horse Comics. Tickets are on sale for the Drink and Draw, which takes place at 8 p.m. Friday night on September 9th at the Spirit of 77. Northwest Nerd is the media sponsor for the Drink and Draw, so I will be there with the inaugural edition of Northwest Nerd magazine and i could give you even more details on all this instead i thought it would be a good idea to bring in somebody who can actually speak on it a lot better than me so let's do that now hey there it's dire with northwest nerd podcast and northwest nerd magazine i'm actually speaking to you right now while i'm on a road trip through oregon distributing this magazine at the end of this trip, I'll be rolling into Portland for Rose City Comic Con and this Drink and Draw event, benefiting the Hero Initiative. You know, the Hero Initiative is federally recognized as a nonprofit with a very simple mission help comic creators in need. It's been around for nearly 20 years doing this, and it's distributed more than $1 million to such comic creators in need. And I've been saying that a lot the past couple weeks as I've been hyping the drink and draw. I've been noting that the proceeds go to support the Hero Initiative, but as I've been delivering my whole spiel, I kind of feel like I've fallen short of really representing what the Hero Initiative does. I mean, saying helping comic creators, that can kind of mean a lot of things. So I'm pulling in Colin Stapleton. He's Hero Initiative's volunteer in the Pacific Northwest. Colin is going to bring us all in a little bit closer to what the Hero Initiative does, starting with a few folks that they've helped in the past. Also though, since we are chatting and we are talking about the Drink and Draw after party, I got Colin to give us a little bit of a primer on what to expect coming up. Like I said, tickets are on sale for that, so go check out rosecitycomiccon.com. And I think enough said. Let's get to talking with Colin. And so we've helped people from Gene Colan, who was famous for uh, Tomb of Dracula and Daredevil. Uh, We have assisted individuals such as Liam Sharp and uh, Brian Michael Bendis. And um, it has been a great honor to be a part of an organization that is solely dedicated to helping those that have given me so much an opportunity for lifelong friendships and community. So um, that's, that's what hero does. Well, let let me actually ask you a little bit more of a specific on that. Um, You guys actually have a pat on the back for your uh, YouTube uh, efforts there. Cause actually those are really well-made videos. I've scanned through your media, uh, the John Dell 
testimonial stands out for me, a few others. Mm-hmm. Anecdotally, can you kind of describe, we say we help comic artists, but that's kind of a really big net we're casting. What, what does that mean when you help out a comic book artist? Comic artists, creators are typically put into positions where they're doing freelance work. So oftentimes insurance benefits don't come along with those jobs. Um, And oftentimes being a creator, especially an artist uh, is very hard on a person. Um, It's long grueling hours and, and physically challenging and, and, and demanding of, of a person. And, and sometimes as a, part of just doing their job, they become almost incapacitated with pain or health issues, but without insurance or any type of safety net, oftentimes they have to let those things go untreated. And so what the HERO initiative has tried to set up is an opportunity where individuals who have been published within the comic industry, if they fall on hard times and uh, need medical attention and don't have the financial resources to get it or they needed to get it in an emergent care situation, and now they have a bill, um, the HERO Initiative tries to relieve them of that burden, um, knowing that that is something that, you know, they would have responsibly taken care of had they had those resources available to them, but they didn't. And, um, and so Hero goes and, and takes, a, uh, you know, a, a very close look at, um, you know, the circumstances. Our board is comprised of an application level board and a disbursement board. And our board is comprised of all volunteers and their industry veterans. And so, uh, so when someone does reach out to us, um, you know, with a health emergency, or we've also assisted people with housing crisis. We've also, because our board is comprised of these industry veterans, a lot of times in the comic book industry, um, creators just fall out of favor with editorial teams or groups. And our volunteer board can help those individuals find a way back to everyday work. We also, on the West Coast, more in the LA area right now, we've been piloting a program where we are able to provide, thanks to individuals volunteering their time, we are able to provide workshops for financial planning. We also uh, have an on-staff dentist and an on-staff doctor who will occasionally do visits, house visits, house calls, or set up many little pop-up medical stations where individuals can come and get checked out. And so, so that isn't a nationwide program right now, but these are all different ways that HERO continues to try to find ways to provide resourcing or future planning or reactive response to emergent situations. It's interesting. I uh, I mentioned John Dell before. He had a kind of this bizarre thyroid condition, just kind of come out of left field. Medical stuff's kind of what I what I associate with the Hero Initiative. Dexter Vines also comes to mind. I think he had a, a rare form of melanoma. I'll tell you what's interesting about it, Nair, is so I've been with Hero almost 18 years and almost from its very inception. And the first 
probably five years that I volunteered for Hero, I stood behind our table and gave the elevator pitch and the pamphlet just to try to increase awareness. And many times we would be asked, can you give us an example of someone that you helped? And for the longest time, we couldn't because a lot of people were either embarrassed that they publicly were receiving assistance, didn't want people to know about it, would make all these different ego reasons, uh, not because they were bad people or wanted to keep it secret. Uh, they just, our society is not great about letting people just need to ask for help. And so, um, so for the longest time, we just really had to ask people to put their faith in our message and our brand. And uh, Gene Colon, who I had mentioned earlier, he uh, of Tomb of Dracula and Daredevil uh, popularity, uh, he ended up having problems with one of his eyes and ended up needing to get uh, a glass eye and had a lot of problems with it. And he reached out to Hero and Hero was able to get all of his medical situations straightened out, get his bills taken care of. And Gene said, you know what? I'd really like to tell people about what Hero did for me. And so Gene was really our first public testimonial. And as soon as Gene did it, all these other individuals were like, oh, I'm, I want to get my story out there too. I really want people to hear about Hero. The housing thing you mentioned is also another really big deal, especially with everything we've been dealing with. I mean, not just over the last few years um, and in the last few months, but I mean, going back a decade or so with in Northwest, especially Portland, Seattle, cost of living going up and up and up. Uh, right. Hearing you say that is, is kind of a relief because artists are, let's be honest, they're, they're kind of first on the chopping block when a lot of that happens. Um, housing's really tough around here. So it's really good to hear that somebody is looking out, at least for the comic book artist. Yeah, it's really, it, it is something that, uh, as you might imagine, when Hero first got started in the, the early 2000s, um, it was really primarily the, the need was medical. And the truth is, is that over the last 15 years, 10 years, you know, more focused. So as you mentioned, um, we have gotten more and more requests for housing assistance. And wow. um, it is hard to fathom that all of the social underpinnings that we kind of let our society rely on that those things were just allowed to, they just weren't cared for. And, uh, and so, yeah, hero has to a lot of times really get aggressive with assisting with uh, rehousing somebody or assisting with repairs to, to one's home. We've assisted a gentleman who basically had just tar paper on his roof and we assisted them, worked with their city council planning department, made sure that we could get zoning or, or proper permits and things of that nature and underwrote um, a, a total roof repair job and put a brand new roof on this person's house. And so, so yeah, so it's, it is shocking um, that we have such a, 
a demand for that level of services, uh, for those level of services as well. But it is something that Hero has been dealing with and is, you know, starting to get uh, better and better with, with regards to assisting in, in requests like that. This is going to be a, well, it's an obvious question. I'm going to ask it anyway, because of everything we've been talking about. But when, when Hero initially started back, you said in the early 2000s, I mean, what was the why? Why did somebody decide to start up this organization? The why was, why are we allowing these individuals? And at the time, if you think about the early 2000s, at that point, we'd lost some of the luminaries. So, uh, you know, some of the golden age creators, but we were really at that point in time where early Silver Age artists from, say, the late 60s into the 70s, um, they were without any type of pension or any type of residual contract. It was purely work for hire. You'd finish a page, you'd turn the page in, you'd get paid for the page, and that would be it. But if the publisher chose to take that page and repackage it, republish it under a new volume or a new collection, you as the creator would have no, no way for residual payments for the use of your work because that sort of contract language didn't uh, exist. And so in the early 2000s, a small group of comic book store owners and a couple publishers and just people interested in, and plugged into the comic industry decided, you know what, we need to make sure that these golden age and silver age creators who never had residuals are able to have a quality of life equal to the enjoyment and entertainment that they provided millions. And so that was the why was to take care of those golden and silver age folks who didn't have those residual contracts and really had in general poor pay rates to begin with this is this is coming on the heels of warner brothers fighting for years not to give credit to the two gentlemen who created superman and it it took decades of legal wrangling for that corporation to credit those two individuals and unfortunately, you know, didn't leave them a lot of mortal life span to enjoy that. And it was situations like that that just kept bringing into clear focus over and over again, just how disconnected we were from those that have created comics. And when they weren't producing or weren't part of the in crowd, we just kind of forgot about them. And so, so that was the why was to make sure that there was a safety net for those individuals. And then it just gained momentum. The need became greater and, um, and the mission just became never ending. And it's what we do every day now. So we've been talking about a lot of pretty serious stuff. Um, a lot of the reason for this need. I'm going to move into the now. I'm going to start off with Rose City Comic Con. It's coming up. That's how I initially became aware of what you folks do. Uh, it was the table at Rose City Comic Con. You guys have kind of a special 
going on. It was kind of like a BOGO deal. Do you want to kind of tell folks why they should be definitely hitting up your table at Rose City Comic Con? So we are uh, really excited this year to have an exclusive partnership with I Like Comics. Uh, just across uh, the river there in Vancouver, uh, Chris Simons runs an amazing shop and he is going to help drive this program where this year, if you will come to the Hero Initiative table, if you buy $25 worth of Hero merchandise, whether that's shirts or 100 cover project books, uh, we will give you a wooden token or wooden nickel and you can take that to I Like Comics and it is its value is, is a buy one, get one free trade paperback deal. So again, you spend $25 at the hero table, you get the token uh, or nickel, you put that in your pocket. And then after the show, if you take it to I Like Comics, you can buy any trade paperback and get one free of equal value from the store. So, I mean, are you wanting to get those back eventually? Because honestly, if, I feel like if I get one, I kind of want to keep it. I mean, how often do you <laughs> get a wooden nickel? Right. I'm not, right. I'm not trying to influence anybody out there, but uh, I do have a lot of magic coins from shorties that I have not <laughs> turned in for drink specials. That's at the Rose City Comic Con. The, the big thing that's happening on Friday night is the drink and draw. I've been trying to tell people how fun it is. For those who are uninitiated, do you want to kind of tell them what goes on at the drink and draw and why we make such a big deal about it in the first place? That, yeah, first off, I, I just want to say thank you to Rose City Comic Con uh, for taking the time to invest in this opportunity for Hero Initiative. Uh, Leslie and the team have been amazing. And, and what they've put together is a drink and draw that will be taking place at 8 p.m. Uh, at the Spirit of 77, uh, which is at 500 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard here in Portland. And... And what it is, it's a drink and draw. There's three amazing creative comic book artists that are going to be there. Matthew Clark, Eric Donovan, and Sean Crystal. Matthew uh, has done work for DC. Uh, Eric has done work for Dark Horse and several other independent publishers. And Sean uh, has done a lot of work for Marvel. And so the scene will be that the three of those uh, gentlemen will be hosting everyone who attends uh, as a guest. And what they will do is, is you will have paper and pens at your table. And these three gentlemen will call out different scenes or ideas. And you, the guest, will then take an opportunity to try to draw that. And throughout the evening, there will be adult beverages, also soft drinks, but uh, primary focus, of course, uh, will be the alcoholic uh, beverages. And, and we're looking forward to those. And it's just a lot of like lots of back and forth, lots of really creative energy. Yeah, it's uh, typically, it's yeah, it's also it's oftentimes um, if you've been to a panel at a comic book convention, imagine a panel where it's even more interactive. And when yeah. you go in, they give you a pad of paper, a pencil, and a menu to order drinks and snacks with. And, and so it's going to be very interactive, really looking forward to it. And then there will be at the end of the evening, a contest where the three um, creators 
Matthew, Eric, and Sean will vote on five winners, uh, five pieces of art, uh, and those five individuals will win prize packs from uh, the Hero Initiative as well as many other sponsors who have backed this event. I want to piggyback on something you said there before we get too far away from it, because it really is to the credit of Rose City Comic Con, Left Field Media, the company that owns Rose City Comic Con. I'm not just saying this because Northwest Nerds is the official media sponsor, um, (laughs) and I'm very grateful to them uh, for throwing me a bone, but I'm also saying it because they threw me a bone. In this geek scene that we have here, and you know exactly what I'm talking about, everybody out there. Uh, in the Northwest, this geek scene that we have, I can tell you, working in media, magazine, and uh, a podcast, not everybody engages the community in the same way. And some folks kind of just get in and, you know, then maybe they make a buck or or they just kind of get in and, and get out. But some folks are a part of the community and some folks engage the community. Case in point, this measly little podcast, Northwest Nerd, by this weirdo. Uh, Dyer goes by Dyer. Um, they partnered up with me, and they, um, you know, took a chance on a magazine project. So if that's my little soapbox moment for Left Field and Rose City Comic Con, you know, a big pat on the back. And beyond that, they're putting on a charity to help comic artists in need, which is kind of like the whole reason we go to comic cons. When you think about it, so I'm gonna put the soapbox away real quick. <laughs> If you haven't been to a drink and draw, you should definitely go to this drink and draw specifically. You can get your tickets online at rosecitycomiccon.com. If there's any one last little pitch, if you were elevator speech style, Colin, you got somebody trapped and you have just that time to convince them to go to the drink and draw on the spot, what do you tell them? If you're looking for two hours of amazing creative energy, laughs, and drinks, be there Friday night at the drink and draw. Thank you, Colin, for chatting with Northwest Nerd. If you want to hear more from Colin, he actually has his own podcast. It's called The Worst Comic Podcast Ever, which he describes to me as Poker Night with his two best friends from middle school. They've stayed friends all these years and are still talking about comics. Sounds good to me. Rose City Comic Con Drink and Draw, in case you haven't picked up on this yet, is September 9th at the Spirit of 77. It is presented by Dark Horse Comics. Go to RoseCityComicCon.com for tickets. And with that, Northwest Nerds theme music is by the Hoohoots. I'm pop culture journalist Dyer Oxley, and this is Northwest Nerds.